Welcome to another episode of In the Middle, Are You Caught in the Middle of Two Cultures? In this podcast, I share my and my guest experiences in living in two or more cultures. Hi, my name is Eddie Minaya. I'm a creative professional living in the Washington, D.C. area. I was born in Peru and I've lived in this area for the last 35 years. Um, today, we're going to have a, a, a little bit different uh, episode. Um, we're going to talk about a different individual, an individual perspective. Uh, we're going to interview someone that uh, lives in two or more cultures, uh, and it's also gay. Um, he has a, a Middle Eastern background, so for privacy reasons, I am going to keep his name and also his face out of the uh, out of the video if you're watching this on YouTube. We're going to call him for privacy reason, Hamid. If you like this content, don't forget to subscribe. This podcast can be found in YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. Search for In The Middle Podcast, Are You Caught In Two Cultures? Thank you for taking uh, the time today. Um, in the introduction, I um, I mentioned that I um, I am not gonna um, show your face of anyone uh, watching this on YouTube. I'm only showing uh, my face, and I am not gonna mention your your name or the country we are from. I am going to just say that you're from a, a conservative uh, Muslim country. Uh, uh, that you are you are married uh, and that your husband is uh, Hispanic from a country in, in South America. I'm also going to um, distort your voice so it doesn't sound like you. And um, again, for privacy reasons, I am going to call you um, Hamid. Uh, and you know, for anyone listening, the reason why I'm um, I'm hiding kind of his, uh, his protecting his privacy. It's not because he is not, uh, you know, proud and, and out to, to be gay. It's more for privacy reasons because of the conservative country that he's from. So let's get started. Yes, thank you. First of all, uh, uh, thank you for um, including me in your programs. I love your programs. Um, and the fact that I have to hide my uh, uh, name and all that is is just shows that uh, you know LGBT issue is still a big issue yeah. is is not accepted in many countries. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So, but, but I do want to um, help others. Uh, whether they are born here or not, uh -huh. um, coming to age with uh, a, a minority sexual identity is still an issue in the United States as and, and more so in uh, other developing countries, whether they're Muslim or not. I agree. Um, you know, uh, there are issues that we are still struggling with uh, when I start from the United States, I've lived most of my life in this country. I'm more familiar with issues in this country mm -hmm. um, and my, my place of birth, to be honest, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, I, I left my country at a very early age. I was still in my late teens. Mm -hmm. um, but nevertheless, I have family uh, back at home. And it's really their privacy that I'm trying to protect. Absolutely, yes. I am. Um, um, but you know, just recently, uh, we all heard in the news that the Tennessee governor banned uh, drag shows. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this is something that, he, even when uh, gay community was not accepted in this country, even in seventies. Drag shows went on. They were one way of escape, one way of expressing uh, being different. Yeah. Um, and essentially, the governor of Tennessee 
is uh, blocking their uh, First Amendment rights yeah. of expression, of, of being on a stage, being expressing themselves for who they are. Um, so it, the whole process of emancipation, women rights, LGBT rights, transgender rights, they're all usually tend to be unfortunately to step forward and one step backward. Yeah. Or, or the other way around, one step forward, two step backward. Um, the fact that uh, abortions are being banned in many states yeah. and the federal law allows the states to ban it, mm -hmm. a very uh, basic uh, woman's right, a human right of controlling their own body, um, while capital punishment is still uh, uh, the, 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 the law of the land in many states. Yeah. Um, I won't even consider the United States as uh, one of the most advanced countries when it comes to human rights. Yeah. Um, so let alone um, other countries that are ruled by religious dogmas and uh, uh, archaic um, rules essentially made by masculine dominant power the men yeah um, you know the, the, the a lot of people um, talk about how late United States was for giving voting rights to women mm -hmm. 1920. 1920 is our second decade of 20th century. Yeah. Um, and up until then, women did not have voting rights, but nobody asks who banned women rights to vote, who denied women their basic uh, human rights of equality. It happened in um, 1777, a year after independence of the United States. You would think that founding fathers were all alive and uh, saying men are born equal, right. uh, basic of the constitution, literally meant male men right. and not now women. Right. Because when you say men, that also means women, but none of them questioned it. And why did they have to ban women from voting? even though they didn't vote before that either, but at least, you know, there was an opening, there was a chance. They, they closed it from 1777 to 1920. Um, same with um, emancipation and ban of slavery. Slavery was banned mm -hmm. uh, after civil wars, uh, and yet it wasn't until 1960s when African-Americans, Martin Luther King, started voicing uh, uh, his opposition to segregation. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, the, the, the history of mankind is full of brutality and uh, 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 oppressing the oppressed and oppressing not just minorities, but you know, women are certainly not minorities. Yeah. Uh, but 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 human beings. Yeah. And one nation against another, one race against another. So this topic um, is is much wider than um, just my own story. Mm -hmm. it, it echoes a uh, history of humankind towards true equality. Um, where, where I was born, mm -hmm. the concepts were very murky, very upside down. One thing that I want to cl uh, clarify to the listeners who are born here and not in, say, South America or Middle East, mm -hmm. uh, because I know that uh, there are very many similarities of... Um, concepts and ide sexual identity uh, historically very similar to Middle East in South America mm -hmm. too. Not anymore. Mm -hmm. 
South America has very much addressed. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I was growing up, um, you know, if you ask me uh, when I knew I was gay mm-hmm. and when I identified myself as a gay person, yeah. um, it was very late because concept of being gay was not even around. So in other words, schools were segregated, are still segregated, where I'm from. Uh, uh, girls go to separate schools than boys. And, you know, during adolescence, when uh, kids grow up, whether they're female or male, uh, you know, the hormones kick in. Yeah. And, um, their their classmates, their other their friends who are of same sex mm-hmm. are um, the only um, people they are in contact with. So practicing uh, homosexuality is very widespread, um, and therefore, even though I wasn't as much engaged in those. Uh, temporary relationships or in another, in another word fooling around with other guys I wasn't as much involved uh-huh. I was very conservative myself um, but um, it was happening all the time um, so for years I thought that it's normal and everybody is attracted to same sex so you thought it was normal because you were in a setting in a, when you were growing up in a classroom where everyone was the same sex you like you said boys were with you know male with with male females were with females so for them to have a little more affection a friend to another friend for you was normal it was not necessarily that you know that you were gay it was just because because you were growing up in the setting where there everyone was being segregated by sex meaning male and female Correct, um, and their terminologies that they use are very condescending terminologies that they use mm-hmm. really uh, reflects um, what, what 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 is going on. Um, they're, they're, you know, the word faggot, or in Spanish punto, or in uh, or, or or is it punta? Is it punta or punto? Is punta right? Yes, I think that's how they. They're well, Latin America. They have all kinds of uh, derogatory names depending on the country you're the, from. Yeah, yeah. They have it everywhere, yeah. but you know, nowadays, uh, being politically correct, at least educated people don't use those correct. words. But essentially, um, uh, being at the receiving end for a guy. Mm-hmm was bad, but if you were, uh, so to speak, uh, the acting partner, uh, and, and, and you were, uh, um, penetrating another guy, mm-hmm. um, you, you could talk about it very proudly. <laughs> I see. And, and then the kids showed off and talked that, oh, I did blah, blah. Um, uh, so there were two derogatory terminologies used. The one was bottom, you know, he's a bottom. <laughs> and the other one was child molester. And they, they, whichever teacher as, um, you know, uh, nice and, 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 and gentle as they were, or, but, but if they were given if a teacher was given a hard time, I usually applied to maths teachers for some reason. Uh-huh. They called him a child molester. Um, and so well, kids were brutal. They they, they, they they labeled whomever they didn't like yeah. with, with that terminology. Uh, and I never witnessed or heard that a teacher would actually molest the kids. I'm sure that was happening too, but... I haven't witnessed it, uh, and uh, and nevertheless, half of the teachers were called child molesters. Uh, so there, there was no term, there was no terminology for being gay. Um, I I kind of like around like fourteen, fifteen. I knew that I'm attracted to other guys mm-hmm. and not girls at all. But I thought that it was a phase. Okay. Um. 
So when I went to Europe, I did my education in Europe before I came to United States. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually, because we were going to do this interview today, I, I actually looked into the history uh, because in the prep questions, you 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 had asked a question, and, and please, you know, we could start with those questions. Mm -hmm. But one of them was, uh, uh, did you ha did you have to hide your sexuality in England, and did you because you were among other uh, you know countrymen, yeah. other students from my country? No, I did not. I didn't need to uh, because I was not sexually uh, active. So like was, you were acting like you were not really out because you weren't really out because you didn't know you weren't really having any relationship with anyone. You were just kind of living your kind of your education, kind of doing what you needed to do. But yeah, being celibate uh, despite the urge, uh, you know, as a young mm -hmm. guy, I denied myself. A very simple right. I was living like a priest, like a celibate person in, in very young age. And, and I, I always regret that, you know, the best years of my life, I did not enjoy sex. I did not have a healthy sexual relationship mm -hmm. uh, or any sexual relationship. Later on, I found out that they all knew, everybody around me, all my friends knew that I was gay. and. They just didn't bring it up, and they, the reason they knew was because I never had a girlfriend. <laughs> Everybody had a girlfriend, and I did not have a girlfriend. Uh, I remember that a female friend of mine, uh, way, uh, way in, uh, um, you know, in, in, uh, towards the end of my uh, graduation, um, last years of my bachelor's, uh -huh. told me, I go, why don't you find a boyfriend? You're gay. I got so mad. I got so mad. I still talk to her and she always laughs about it and you know, it was just a big denial. So coming out of closet is not easy. Mm -hmm. um, it's easier now, I assume, um, what, from what I'm hearing, mm -hmm. but um, it was only in 1993 when I first came to United States. Um, believe it or not, I mean, internet was not around. Mm -hmm. um, I picked up the yellow pages and I was looking for a psychiatrist or psychologist who would fix me. And the first uh, number I called, they said they recommended me to go to Whitman Walker. Uh, it, it was a clinic, mm -hmm. uh, but at the same time, they had a coming out group. And I went to coming out sessions. Oh. And I found out that for a long period of time. And I made really good friends there. And I and I found out that, uh, and I was already in my 30s, and I found out that it was very common for Americans who were born here to also struggle with what I was struggling um, in their 30s. Struggling uh, with like identifying yourself as, as yeah, sexual identity. Sexual identity. Because yes. at that point you were still thinking, I'm just something is wrong with me. I I have to right. fix, try to fix myself. Why don't I like girls? Why do I like guys? Is that kind of what was going through your mind? Yes, and I'll tell you something else. Um, the the Western culture is harsher in many sense than Middle Eastern. Uh, 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 cultures mm -hmm. um where um touching another man is forbidden more yeah, forbidden it, it is um, uh -huh. i mean men hold hands and when they greet each other they kiss each other on both cheeks just like women do here yeah yeah uh, you know two ladies friends come and see each other they kiss each other on the cheeks yeah Guys never do that. Yeah, it is a little... Yeah, it, correct. That's um, with my background, the Hispanic background is same thing. When you, you, you kind of, it's not two kisses, but it's one kiss to women. But men and women, you know, but when it's another, when it's a guy, you shake the hand, you don't kiss him. You kiss your your dad or you kiss your... Yeah, kid, but, but, I know that. But, I, I know that. But, you know, in Middle East... Yeah. Um, even especially young guys hold hands. They put 
their arms around each other's shoulder when they walk in the street. And it, that doesn't um, necessarily mean that they're gay. It's just part of the culture, no, right? It's part no, of the culture. it is the affection. Affection among same-sex male mm -hmm. is completely accepted. It is not forbidden. And by affection, I don't mean sexual attraction, but expressing your friendship by touch. Correct. Wow. Yeah. That it. Which is that it. Hugging. Yeah. Kissing. Yeah. So, in many respects, I was ahead of. American guys. Yeah. One of the practices that we did was, you know, if you have a boyfriend, or if it's not a boyfriend, just a friend, hold each other's hand in the street. Mm -hmm. I had no issue with that. And, and I saw that American um, guys my own age, that was just the biggest issue. Like, they, they could not do that. Yeah. So, Kabul, tell me, how, how do you think men or women today in the middle east like in middle eastern countries how do they deal with the fact that they're that they're gay i mean you mentioned you know that they some of the things are are normal in terms of like affection but what if you are gay what if you do like the guy that you're holding hands with but the other guy is just holding your hand because he's just being affectionate because he's your friend is that you think is there's more of a almost like an underground society they can you know where they can be free and open about their sexuality Oh, now, now everything is different because um, the world is so connected through internet and people, majority of the population uh -huh. from where I am speaks English. Um, at my time they didn't, so they have a lot of access to the word gay, just the way that it is in English, is, is uh, used um, for um, in, a, a, in a positive way mm -hmm. and uh, from what I'm hearing there are established um, relationships long-term relationships partnership two guys living together mm -hmm. um, uh, however the, the, the more well off you are and the more educated you are and less religious, more secular you are, which happens mostly in the capital city of the country that I'm from, okay. and not urban areas, um, is, uh, uh, I won't say accepted, but uh, they don't bother them. Like, the regimes of these dictatorship, uh, Islamic, and fundamentalist regimes uh -huh. um, don't bother rich gay couples. They kind of look the other way. Oh, they look the they, they you know they're either bribed or they, they live in part of the city that is has its own world. Um, you know they're, they're islands like that. I won't call them like gay-friendly neighborhood, they're just like rich upper cities, upper class areas, whereas uh, um, you know, in, in, in urban villages and low-income neighborhoods, mm -hmm. they're punished by death. Wow. So, do you think that would eventually like get better, let's say, in 20 years from now? It sounds like it already, to a degree... You know, you think 20 years ago, even if you did have money, even if you did have power, but you came out and you were gay and you had a partner, it probably would still look, you know, was looked wrong. Yeah, those, in those years, they probably would have already moved up to another country, to Europe, yep. etc. But I want to remind you of something I forgot to mention earlier, is that um, when I was going to college in England, um, even... In eighties, there were no gay prides. The first gay pride in Manchester, where I went to college, was um, um, happened in nineteen eighty-five, very discreetly. And police uh, crashed the bars, and then the hooligans came and attacked uh, all the gay participants. And this was happening in a bar; it wasn't happening in the street. 
And I know that because it was all over the news. And um, even though, like, government condemned them, and I think they slapped some police's hands, but, um, um, you you know, hooligans attacked them. There was the society in 1985 in England was very the gay people were very closeted and the society was not accepted that it was also don't forget that what what was happening was aids crisis oh yeah so so the aids crisis did two things it forced a lot of guys like hollywood actors out of closet Mm -hmm. because they got sick and died there was no hiding anymore and to get get help and seek treatment, they had to uh, have a louder voice. So, um, but at the same time, for someone like myself, who was coming out in a sense, by coming out, I mean accepting myself, at least, not announcing it, but knowing that I'm gay and it's okay, uh, it was delayed. It delayed my coming out. AIDS epidemic delayed my coming out for good 10 years. This had nothing to do with where I was from. This had nothing to do with my discomfort. It was just fear of death. Because I remember that, you know, they were putting these flyers out in universities and colleges and everywhere to avoid gay bars and gay rest the the restrooms even um people were scared of sitting on the toilet because they didn't know how it got it's almost like when like COVID 19 started now when you and everyone was scared to do or go out i it was probably the same way i oh yeah except except you could easily catch COVID from um surface maybe i mean now they're debating whether you could actually catch COVID from surface too yeah there's no way you would catch AIDS from surface. Yeah, it it was a, uh, yeah. We just didn't, you know, science wasn't there where it is today, so we didn't know. So, yeah, yeah. I remember when the first time I went to a gay bar in Manchester, uh, uh, people were drunk and you know they were blushed, they were kind of like blushing, mm-hmm. but I was automatically looking for signs of disease, and I didn't stay there for more than a few minutes because everybody looked so red. They were drinking and they were laughing and you know oh, so um but 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 uh, uh funny enough in 1986 i went back home for summer summer holiday and one of my uh, uh high school friends mm-hmm. um we just fell in love and we had a completely full sexual relationship uh, for three months that I was there and I you know we were madly in love with one another and this was at a time that I had not had a single partner in England wow so when you when you and him were kids you you obviously you started getting feelings that you were attracted to men and I'm assuming he was going through the same thing but he never said anything to you about those feelings of being attracted to men and you didn't say anything to them. So almost like, just like you and him were keeping that to yourself, right? You were, you were not sharing it because it was really- No, it was, uh, uh, it, it was more, um, uh, spoko- spoken than that because I kept saying, that we're gay and and he kept saying oh you're only saying that because you have never been with a girl mm-hmm. um he got married he had he had he has a son um but his marriage didn't last long mm-hmm. he, was, he was in a big bigger denial than i was uh because he well you know People can be bisexual too, so don't forget yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and bisexuality somehow, or because it's genetical, it, it is more, I think that it is um, uh, more uh, 
it happens more in Middle Eastern, among Middle Eastern people than Western people. I don't know whether it's the culture or not, but I th think that men back home mm -hmm. can engage, and it could be for the reasons that I said, that it's not, that, that touching another man is not so forbidden. Um, they do engage in sex with both men and women. So I don't know uh, whether, but but just the fact that you know I'm not in too much contact with him anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, uh, his marriage did not last long. Yeah, well, that you know, with, it's... With so, anyways, it's just that uh, you know it takes time to accept yourself. I remember that when I. Uh, first came to United States, I have relatives here, and I used to get this uh, game uh, newspaper called Blade. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it still exists or not, mm -hmm. because everything is online now. Um, but uh, that was the big thing, to read it and to know where the bars are, etc. Mm -hmm. um, nobody goes to gay bars anymore, uh, as far as I know, but you know that was a big thing, because uh, gay people were, were, were closeted enough to to meet each other in certain spots and those spots were, were uh, uh, kind of reserved for gay people only that is gone I mean in Washington DC that doesn't exist anymore yeah. um, I mean, gay neighborhoods right now around DuPont Circle are I guess they still you know, they, they are still there but I don't think that uh, I think you would come across a lot of women, a lot of straight guys in there too. It's just mixed. Mm -hmm. But at that time, um, it, 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 in, in 1994, when I finally came to accept myself, I used to have these newsletters at home and I was so scared that if something happens to me, like a car accident, mm -hmm. My, my relatives would find come and find out that I'm gay because I have those gay newsletters. Hmm. Now, thinking how I was thinking then is totally ludicrous. Because I go to their same people's houses for dinners with my husband. Yeah, well... And they, like, my, my husband is as respected as any of my cousins uh, you know, husbands or wives, uh, and 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 it's really an internalized. Um, I would even say internalized hatred, uh, and that is what um, uh, is is the society does. So how did how did your family when you told them that you were going to to get married? Um, how did your family or your husband's family take it? I mean, at that point, I'm assuming you were already in a relationship with him when you decided to, to kind of get married. Were they as accepting of, of your relationship? Uh, yes, I came out to my mother in 2005. Um, that was the same year that I met my uh, husband. Mm -hmm. um, my mother was shocked and surprised and um, um, I, I don't think that she could sleep that night, but the next day she came and gave me a big hug. She had talked, she called my aunt and talked to her. I guess my aunt wasn't 100% sure about my sexuality either, but she's younger than my mom. And she had told her that this is, it's okay, it's acceptable, and it's just the way that I am. And, and you know, I found out that she was reading more about it. She, Wrote books about it, and uh, uh, that was it. And um, like, my father was already passed, uh, and I don't think that I could have ever come out to my father. He was older, mm -hmm. and uh, and he was more religious. He never imposed his religiosity on us, but I don't think he would have ever accepted his son being gay. Well, he Hispanic uh, families are also, you know, especially I think the older generation, they, they still have a hard time, not necessarily accepting it, but 
uh, understanding it. Um, and I'm talking about maybe, you know, the two, like, like say my mom's generation or my grandparents' generation, where for them, you know, it was kind of because they also were in the Hispanic community. They come from a, his, uh, a Catholic more background, right. you know, more about religious and, you know, the Catholic church shows you yeah if you're you know now i think they're even the catholic church is a little more accepting but right. before it was like you know if you're if you're gay you're you're not accepted in the church you're gonna you know it, it's you're gonna go to hell whatever you know that the the, the 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 church goes and that kind of resemble kind of goes with uh, his with the older generation so you know i think those older generation is still very hard for them if they had a son or someone close to them that is gay and i said it's not to accept it it's to understand it you know understand why are do you you know why are you gay but it i think we've come a long way in the hispanic culture at least today i think certain countries are still more um uh, they're very macho like, you know, they're very, uh, you know, um, men, men is men, women are women, etc. Some, I think in South America, at least, uh, it feels that it's started to be a lot more open. Um, people are, their relationships of men and women, uh, people that I know from my childhood that are actually gay and they're in, in relationships with. Uh, their partners, their husbands, and they're all, everyone is kind of looked at differently. But again, that's my generation, and I'm sure their parents and their grandparents still have a little bit of kind of a, you know, lack of understanding why. Um, but what advice will you give a, uh, to, to someone that lives, let's say, in a country like a Western country, you know, like say like the United States? But that is gay, but it comes from a conservative family or or a country. You know, what advice would you give that person that it's wants to come out? Yeah, I mean, I, my 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 husband's example is a good one. Um, he's from South America. His family is very, uh, I would say, like normally, you know, average religious Catholic family. Uh-huh. I mean, at dinner, they always pray before starting to eat, um, and they go to church. My, my husband doesn't go to church on Sundays, but uh, his parents did. His mom is passed now, and I witnessed when he actually, I wasn't sitting there, but uh, I, I knew the day that he planned to go and come out to his parents, and uh <laughs> His mom first told him that he needs to go to church more often and God will forgive his sins. Uh, that was, But that was it. They, they, they completely accepted him and I was there in every gathering and I was there in, in, in Christmas in, with his family mm-hmm. and we spent holidays together. Uh, and he was himself shocked how easily they accepted him. Now I'm not saying that that is going to be the scenario with every individual, but from my own experience and from my husband's experience, I can easily say that uh, number one is that you accept yourself the way you are and who you are and not forced to change your how you're born. Um, and it is just understanding that, uh, you know, it's a genetical thing and Certain people have blue eyes and certain people have black eyes and certain people are attracted to same sex and who are in minority, but nevertheless, 10% or so of the entire society. Mm-hmm. And, 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 uh, um, you, you, you test the voter, but yeah. you will be surprised who would accept. I, I had friends that I, you know, older friends that I never told them. I was gay and, you know, even like as, as recent as two, three years ago, uh, I've told them, but those were the friends that um, were not living in this country that I had mm-hmm. not had much contact with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the reasons that I didn't have much contact with them was that 
I was still uncomfortable, but I, once I told them, and you know, they just laughed it off and said, oh, well, we, we already knew. <laughs> 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 you never had, you know, dog, you never had a girlfriend. <laughs> uh, do you think more people from this conservative and religious cultures, do you think more of them are out? in the United States than before? Do you think now they feel a little more comfortable to come out? I think that uh, certain Christian denominations are harsher than mosques and Muslims. Mm -hmm. um, and I've witnessed that through the coming out group, my gay friends and, you know, who I used to hang out a lot more in gay community. Um, when I was younger, essentially I used to socialize more often than I, I, I do now, but, uh, you know, pe pe people who, whether they were black or white, uh, uh, uh or Latino, mm -hmm. usually born again Christian or Southern Baptist, um, they don't, those denominations do not accept. There are, Uh, so if it, uh, inevitably those guys cut off, just cut off with their tradition and cut off sometimes with their family. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that is the right thing, but they have no other choice. They either have to live the who they are or keep lying to themselves uh, because their, their religion is not accepting. Uh, the Catholics are interesting. They're just, uh, you know, Pope has not accepted homosexuality. I won't be surprised one of these days he would, or maybe the next Pope. But there are already several gay Catholic churches. As a matter of fact, I had a Catholic, fr American Catholic friend, Irish American Catholic friend, who took me to Christmas uh, 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 events. Uh, masses in um in in in, in um, dignity dignity is the name of the church mm -hmm. not far from where i am and and, and they are kind of they're cool they're, they're they're not as cool as episcopals and presbyterians but they joke about it that we pope is rejected us but we, we're still chasing him um you know And, and, and they, 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 they are, um, they're fine. They're not, the religion is not an issue for them. And you're talking about South America and, you know, Mexico. Mexico uh, had gay marriage approved way before, way before the United yeah, States. Yeah, they did. Yeah. I think Brazil and Argentina do, did too. I don't know about Peru. Is, is gay marriage? I don't think it's legal yet, but it is definitely a lot a lot more Are you sure? I'm not a hundred percent sure but i i know that it's uh that is accepted it is accepted and you know when i was a kid when i was a, still living in peru when I, i must have been maybe uh maybe seven or eight my my dad always wanted us to be exposed to all the things that were out in the world including you know gay people and There was, this is, so I'm talking about, this is like somewhere in the early, mid 80s. Um, he would take us sometimes to this place uh, to where gay people will kind of congregate and they would play volleyball and they will put this show because it was, some of them were trans, so they were dressed as women. Uh -huh. uh, some were um, trans where they had done already some Uh, you know, they had, there were men that looked like women with breasts. Some of them were just with a makeup somewhere, but it was a mix. It primarily were men that were gay and a mix of gay men and trans, and they would play volleyball and then they would kind of make it a fun because they would call each other names, but it was more in a entertaining way. And they will have these kind of right, games right. on Sunday, and a lot of people will congregate around the games and they would come to see the games not because and it was free it was they were just doing it for fun more to expose themselves and to see that there's nothing wrong with them um but i remember my dad took us there and that was 
probably for me, like the first time I, you know, I, I realized exactly how, or trying to understand, you know, kind of gay and, and well, even then it was called something, something else, but, or whatever it was called, I don't remember what it was called, but it was kind of my first time that I was kind of looked at and I was like, oh, there's, you know, men that look like women or that, you know, they want to be women. I didn't know that it was called trans, etc. And, um, you know, even though I'm not gay and there's certain things that as a straight man, it's hard for me, just like maybe for you, it's like, well, you don't like women. It's like, you know, same for me that I don't like men, but it is, you know, I completely understand it in terms of like, I accept it, I understand it, I have find it, you know, it's just, it's just who you are. Yeah, you're, you are, you are from younger generation. I mean, you're, you're, you're good 10 years younger than right. me. Yeah. Um, and, and, and you were in Lima. I mean, Lima is way more advanced than countryside. It is, it is. So it was, you know, it was a lot of, of that. And now, as I mentioned, I, I have, uh, friends that I, when I went to school there that, um, are gay and that are, um, they're out, they have partners. Uh, I'm not like, I'm not a hundred percent sure if marriage is, is legal, but you know, it's, it's out and everyone's okay with, with, with it. And, and it's, and it's fine. But do you, do you think more people, um, Oh, how do you see our society progressing, I guess, in the next, let's say... Well, I, that, like I said, like, first of all, my heart goes to my uh, transgender friends. I have few transgender friends, and if I didn't have... <laughs> I, I, you know, this, this society in the United States is giving them the hardest time. <laughs> um, the Trump's government uh, completely ruined any possible progression that step-by-step step United States has made, mm -hmm. had made uh, by uh, uh, nominating extremely right-wing uh, uh, judges mm -hmm. uh, who are ruling right and left in different states against allowing uh, a trans guy uh, to, you know, uh, someone who is identified physically at birth as a girl mm -hmm. uh, but identifies himself as a boy with or without surgery or hormone therapy mm -hmm. don't allow them to play in men's basketball and vice versa but that is just you know tip of the iceberg there are a lot of healthcare or that is denied insurances that are denied to trans individuals and the worst scenarios are with uh, uh, adolescent trans kids um, that are not accepted by um, in, in certain states you know usually conservative southern states mm -hmm. um, they are really being sacrificed for for what I, no, I don't know. Uh, it, they are going through a very very difficult time, um, especially in military. Yeah, you know, and say, or uh, they have you have to be so rich to be able to maintain your um, body the way you want or the way you tend to identify yourself because the medications, the hormone therapies that I know not everybody goes up for those. I mean, I'd love to introduce you to one of my trans uh, friends who would have an interview, one of these interviews with you. Yeah. And she's very open. She would tell you stories that would just shock you. And, you know, I, even in gay community, um, gay, gay people themselves have not really reckoned uh, with trans people. They, we don't feel their issues. Uh, for us, it's just a matter of sexuality. It's not... It, for us, it's a sexual attraction and sexual desire. That's it. Mm -hmm. For them, it's very physical. 
it's um, their body, it's their being that is different and society has to label people as she or she, there's nothing in the middle. You know, somehow recently I've seen like job applications and here and there that they ask you, um, should we refer to you yeah. as he or she your, your or... Your pronouns, yep. With your pronouns, that's a good progress, but how can that be a progress in a country that one of the states is uh, banning drag shows? Yeah. I mean, drags are not even transgender. They're just, you know, cross-closing and wearing different other other uh, sexes' clothing. I mean, why should that be banned? Yeah. No, no. I, I can wear whatever I want. I agree. Yeah, I think, you know, as you say, we take two steps forward, one step backwards. I think we're, we're as a society, we are progressing, but we still got a long ways to go and you know i'm hoping that in by the time we look in the future and you know let's say 10 years from now we'll be able to say well now we're a little further along than than where we are today but abo i, I um they all have to happen at the same time first the women need to get the same salaries as men right. which they are not um you know military has to accept transgenders um, and black people, uh, African Americans, or, or, or uh, dark skin, anybody, uh, uh, needs to be uh, transparent. Like uh, white people, so there, 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 I don't think I don't think twenty years is enough. <laughs> as optimistic as I am, we'll see how it goes. Well, you know, I really appreciate your your time tonight. I really appreciate the, the time, the conversation, the conversation we we had. I think it's a, it's a definitely a, it was a nice it was nice to hear your story. It was nice to hear kind of your your the the things that you went through, and I uh, I really appreciate the uh, all the information you have provided us uh, tonight. Um, You're welcome. My pleasure. It's all cultural. Um, issues, social issues that you are shedding a light on and I am so proud of you for I know how busy you are managing to do this with no expectation of financial expectation or anything, it's just wonderful you're helping many many people, I love to have you increase your audience as much as possible because this is very helpful. Thank you Thank you for all the listeners. Thank you for listening. And until next time. If you like this content, don't forget to subscribe. This podcast can be found in YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. Search for In the Middle Podcast. Are you caught in two cultures?